As a result of increased immigration, Western societies have grown increasingly ethnically diverse over the past decade. This development has started a heated debate about the consequences of increased ethnic diversity in immigrant-receiving societies. One of the key themes of this debate is the question of whether social trust and social cohesion more generally can be maintained in the face of an increasingly diverse population. Today, we received Professor Peter Dynason from the University of Copenhagen, who presented his work as part of the CSDC speaker series last Friday. As he introduces himself, Professor Dynason explains why he is interested in the concept of trust. Also, he explains why this area of research is particularly multidisciplinary. My name is uh, Peter Tisted-Dienesen. Uh, I'm a professor of uh, political science at the University of Copenhagen. I do uh, research on political behavior and political attitude formation, political sociology. So, yeah, political behavior in a broad sense. Uh, and my, my, my primary focus up until now has been on uh, generalized social trust. So that's basically trust in strangers, trust in people we don't know. And uh, I've sort of looked at that uh, specifically, specifically in regards to what are the, uh, what are the, uh, sort of the causes of trust and, and what are the potential threats to trust. And this hinges on the assumption that, that trust is uh, an important belief or value in, in, in mass-scale societies because it enables uh, cooperation. So, uh, so that's sort of in, uh, in, in very broad terms what, uh, what my research focus is. So I'm a political scientist myself, but I would say the topic is basically on the borders of political science, uh, sociology, social psychology, economics. So it's, it's very sort of, uh, I would say, cross-cutting topic in the social sciences. Um, even also in biological sciences, there's... Uh, there's discussions about trust, so I think it's a very um, it's a very broad topic, and I think it's also one of the reasons why I find it uh, interesting and appealing. Uh, I uh, I would say sort of my own approach is also basically re reflecting all of these uh, the different uh, different fields. So uh, so yes, very much so. I uh, I'm I'm engaging in collaborations across uh, across fields. The problematic Professor Dynason is studying is extremely broad and diversified, and yet. He focuses only on Denmark. As part of the interview, we asked him why. I would say it's not because Denmark is inherently interesting. Uh, it's because we have uh, extremely good uh, registry uh, population-wide data, basically. Uh, and uh, it's important to say everyone are anonymized, so we don't know who these people are, but we know a lot of background information about them, including their ethnic background, including where they work, where they live, you know, who live close to them, and so on and so forth. And that enables a lot of, uh, I think, interesting analyses and, and it, it allows us to answer uh, important questions regarding how context shapes trust and other attitudes. I'm also working on a number of other outcomes, for example, immigration attitudes and, and, and the like. So, so uh, but trust is sort of my main focus and, then, and for that purpose, the, the registry provides a number of interesting opportunities. As part of the CSDC speaker series, Professor Dynason gave a presentation entitled Working Together, Ethnic Diversity in the Workplace and Generalized Social Trust. As he presents the paper, Peter Dynason highlights some gaps in the existing literature on the subject. So it's uh, about uh, generalized social trust and it relates to the, the, 
very uh, contentious and um, uh, sort of uh, heated debate about uh, whether uh, immigration and ethnic diversity uh, tends to uh, undermine or erode uh, trust in other people. And this is a, a topic that's been debated for around, I would say, around 20 years now. And there's, there's been a lot of debate around this. And since then, there's been a wealth of studies uh, across uh, nations and contexts and so on and so forth. Um, one of the, I think, fair critiques of this uh, very large literature is, uh, is that it, it's overwhelmingly focusing on residential contexts. So maybe, uh, you know, by focusing on a context where uh, people mostly have these superficial uh, and not sort of in-depth uh, real contact experiences with, with people of other ethnic background, then it's more likely that you'll observe a negative, a negative effect or negative association between ethnic diversity and social trust. And, and that might explain why, on average, we tend to see an, a negative relationship between ethnic diversity and social trust. Uh, I think that's a very fair uh, point, and there's been uh, some interesting research, including uh, from people here at the McGill in the Center um, for the Study of, of uh, Democratic Citizenship, uh, people saying that maybe if we take actual contact into account, maybe if we actually uh, try to uh, examine whether people have these meaningful types of contact that we know from other literatures can have positive consequences for, that, for other uh, attitudes, maybe then we will see a different relationship, maybe we'll even see a positive relationship because living in an ethnically diverse environment also means that well, being in an ethnically diverse uh, environment actually means that we have more opportunities for interacting with, with other uh, people of other backgrounds. Previous studies have looked at the relationship between contextual ethnic diversity and trust but they kind of ignored several variations in actual exposure to ethnic diversity. Professor Dinesen explains why he focuses on meaningful contacts in the workplace. So taking that as point of departure, uh, our paper uh, says, well, good point. We, must, we should try to examine the relationship between adding diversity and trust in settings where people are more likely to have contact. Uh, and therefore we say, well, the workplace is one good example of that. Uh, it's a setting where you uh, continuously interact with people. It's not just a one-shot interaction. Uh, it's something that happens over extended periods of time. It increases the likelihood of you actually developing a friendship or you know, positive relations at least. Uh, and, and therefore we think that the, the, the sort of the workplace setting is actually a good, a good, a good context for studying this. It's also, there's also a more methodological point to this, namely that it's uh, problematic just to ask people whether they have contact with, with people of other uh, ethnic background. First of all, because you know they might actually not know, or they might be they might be hard for them to to, to estimate. But also because uh, there's a lot of sort of desirability or the opposite around sort of having friends with different different ethnic background, for example. So people we know this people have uh, concerns over how others see them as sort of tolerant or bigoted. Um, so, so uh, all of this sort of feeds into whether they would uh, indicate that they have uh, this and that type of friend. You know, for that reason, it's also advantageous to study this uh, sort of in, in, in using data that are more quote-unquote objective or that basically examines this in, uh, in using administrative data where people are located uh, in, in terms of their workplace. So this is what the paper tries to do. Uh, we look at 
the relationship between uh, the ethnic composition of the workplace and the trust of the people working there. And we focus on natives, uh, not because we're not interested in, in, in uh, non-natives or immigrants or descendants, but because there's not enough uh, people in our, in our sample to study that, basically. Previous studies show that, in a residential context, relationships tend to be negative and generalized social trust is pretty low. What about the workplace? Are the results very different? Um, so what we, uh, what we observe is actually the same negative relationship that we see in the residential context. That indicates that, okay, this tends to be a more uh, sort of, I couldn't say universal, but something that also extends to other settings. Uh, it's not only about the residential context, it's actually also uh, something that we find in another more contact-prone context. Uh, and having established that relationship, uh, it's important to say that this is of course not strictly causal in the sense that we cannot be sure that this is ethnic diversity that causes uh, a drop in, uh, in social trust, but we can uh, do a number of uh, checks and analyses to sort of probe whether this is likely to be the case. So of course we sort of control for the like, standard variables measured quite precisely because we and I should say this is all built on registry data from uh, Statistics Denmark, so it's basically the full population of, uh, of Danes that we have uh, workplace information and ethnic background information on and, and the various other information on. And then we link that to, to survey uh, responses uh, regarding trust in other people. So that's sort of the, 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 the data, uh, data set up. Uh, but of course, like I said before, coming back to the causality issue, this is hard to establish using uh, just basic uh, cross-sectional data where we are comparing people in different workplaces, they can differ in all sorts of way, ways. So we try to uh, take some of those differences into account by controlling for, let's say, the level of education. We also, I think importantly at the, uh, at the, at the workplace level, we also take uh, the sector into account. You could imagine that if you work in manufacturing or in cleaning, you have different types of uh, interactions than if you work in, uh, let's say, a service sector or something like that. So, so, and that doesn't change the result and we don't see difference in the, uh, not systematic differences in the, in the relationship across these sectors. So that's, you know, that's, that goes a little bit of uh, way in, in sort of indicating that this might be something uh, that's called, but again, it's not an experiment, so it's hard to, to establish fully. Um, we also, and this is probably, this is sort of stronger evidence in this regard, we actually also find the same relationship using panel data. So that means we can study the same individuals over time and we can compare individuals who are in uh, a workplace that becomes uh, more diverse to people who are in a uh, workplace that uh, becomes uh, less diverse or grows in diversity at a lower rate. And we see that those who are in uh, workplaces that are becoming more diverse on average tend to uh, lose trust to a higher extent. So this is a stronger design because then we're essentially comparing people with themselves at, two, at different points in time. So I would say this is, uh, and this is very few studies that are, have been done using this approach. And I think this is, uh, this is kind of a, a stronger indication that, that we're on to something that might be actually be causal. Um, and we do a number of other things sort of to probe the robustness of the result. And for example, we also take the, work, uh, the residential context into account and we still see the same relationship in the workplace. So that means that the residential context and the workplace context are not just tapping into the same thing, they're actually picking up different, uh, 
different sort of context in or uh, uh, context social context in, in people's lives people's lives so yeah so so i think that's uh, that's sort of the gist of the paper um but yeah i think that those are some of the key points the results show that there is a negative relationship in residential contexts but also in the workplace our question here is how do you measure trust how can you as a researcher measure how people conceptualize trust and what about the difference between what people say and what people actually feel or think this is a very good point and something i think is is actually under um, researched or uh, at least not uh, taking seriously enough in the literature but there's different uh, i think there's different approaches in the literature and 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 some would say that well first of all people conceptualize generalized social trust differently some people see it as trust in people that are different from ourselves and and i belong to the camp or at least my standpoint is that this is trust in people more generally but specifically trust in in strangers so people that we don't know anything about so that we don't have any prior information about i'm interested in the uh the, the belief of sort of the underlying maybe we could call it a predisposition i'm not sure it's the correct way of characterizing it but the idea is basically that we have uh, we have an, uh, a belief about whether other people can be trusted or not, and we use that in a given situation where we need to rely on trust. As an example, Professor Dinesen explained what would generalized social trust look like if I was asking him to give me $20 for a lunch. My decision whether to do that or not probably to some extent depends on my level of generalized trust. But in this, in this regard, it's important to say that this depends on what type of information is available. It's probably pretty safe to, uh, to, to borrow your 20 bucks, right? And, and uh, for that reason, I actually don't have to rely so much on my generalized trust because I have the information I need to make the decision, if that makes sense. And, and so if it was a person I met on the street, that would be a completely different situation. So the, so the trust I'm talking about is that belief we are drawing on when we're making those decisions. And whether or not we have to draw on that disposition depends on how much information we have, have at our disposal. So, so that's how I see trust and uh, I think that's actually not been very uh, clear in the, in the existing literature uh, and I think other people see it differently and conceptualize tr trust differently uh, and I think it's pretty important to get that, get that straight at least how you understand it and, and that's my understanding. Before ending the interview, we asked Professor Peter Dinesen if similar studies were conducted in other countries than Denmark and if the results were in some way different. I actually have um, a meta study right now with uh, my co-author Kim Sönderskog. This is an, uh, we try to do a meta-analysis, uh, meta-analysis. So the, the idea is that you, know, you essentially pull all the information from existing studies to come up with sort of an overall estimate of what's the relationship. And the overall relationship uh, based on the meta-analysis is negative. It's not a super strong effect, uh, but it's negative. Uh, and that's also what, uh, that's also the average result in by far most of the, the studies done so far. Uh, but there are also uh, diverging studies that find positive relationships, but mostly there's negative relationship. I think more qualitatively, uh, there's, I mean, the negative relationship has been found, and this is all based on residential data, so based on where you live, basically. And that can be measured in many different ways. I have studied sort of the micro-context, which is very close to where you live. Other people study regions or even countries, so it's not very aggregate. And there's actually a lot of problems around that, but, but 
Uh, that's sort of a different matter that we also go into in the paper. But uh, we basically find a, a overall a negative relationship. I think it, that tends to go for most countries. In the literature, there's probably been a tendency for seeing stronger uh, relationships or effects, negative relationships, in the United States. There's various reasons why that might be, uh, but I think it's also fair to say that the negative relationship is generally reproduced in, uh, in most settings. Not all, and not in all studies, but on average. And that's, of course, why you do a meta-study, that's to be able to say what's the sort of overall picture. And then also to model variations, you know, are there, under certain circumstances, you see stronger relationships than others. And for example, we tend to see stronger relationships when we study uh, ending diversity in more local settings, like what we could call neighborhoods. If we started at the country level, the, the relationship is substantially weaker. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense because, of course, living in a heterogeneous uh, uh, country, you know, you actually be, be living in a very homogenous uh, city. And, and, and that's not necessarily, like, that's not, that cannot be the case if you study neighborhoods. Then it's much more sort of uh, uh, tied to what you actually experience on an everyday basis. The negative relationship is reproduced in most studies. It seems like people do not have a lot of generalized social trust when it comes to ethnic diversity. Media studies will allow scholars from diverse disciplines to try and understand this result. We want to thank Professor Peter Dinesen for having taken the time to speak with us. Thank you everyone for listening, signing off from the CSCC podcast. See you next time.